Kelly. And I'm Courtney, and we are the ladies behind Court and Kelly on Instagram and the founders of the Lifestyle Blog Mimosas in Manhattan. And we are back with another episode of So Random with Court and Kelly. Hi, Court. I am. You didn't even say, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. Um, Hi there. Let's talk about you. How are you? (laughs) Why are you so great? Why do you just want to launch into that? I just got back. I did another hot yoga class before this. So I'm like really feeling. Are you feeling euphoric? The flow energy from the yoga gods. Wow. Maybe I need to go do that. Yeah. We can do it together sometime when you move to New York. Wink, wink. Well, actually, you kind of dropped a bombshell the other day that we need to talk about. What did I say? Yesterday on text, you were like, we were talking about your apartment debacle, which you need to clue everybody in on. And then you were like, well, it doesn't make sense to stay here if it's only for six months or something like that. Are you leaving New York? No, I meant makes sense to stay in this apartment. (gasps) Oh my God. I almost had a mental breakdown. (laughs) Okay. So to clue you in, if you haven't watched Instagram stories, um, essentially Kyle and I, our apartment building offers a a month to month rentals. So we knew we didn't want to resign for another year here, but we weren't ready to leave. So we wanted to sign for six months and we just like had in our heads that our landlord would of course approve that. And finally landlords are great in New York. Yeah. They're amazing. So we finally texted him and he's like, no, like you're not allowed to do that. And then he was like, well, the rental market is like hot right now, quote unquote. So we're also going to raise your rent by $500 a month. And we were just like, okay, what? Yeah. Like this apartment, it's a really nice apartment and the outdoor space is sick, but it's a one bedroom. Like I'm not paying that much for a one bedroom. Yeah. So we've been kind of looking at new, um, which it's just annoying because I did not plan to do this going into August. And my August is so busy with my little sister getting married her bachelorette I've got a lot to do I have Kyle's birthday like on top of all of that the last thing I wanted to do was move apartments but here we are we're we're going to go to look at some apartments I mean it is exciting I do enjoy things like this which is nice which is obviously why I got my real estate well I haven't technically got the license but I passed the exam I gotta get on that whole license thing um but I I mean I'm excited to look at them yeah um there are some great there are some great ones out there. Like we found some three bedrooms with the same kind of, not the same size outdoor space we have right now, but in the realm of that. So I'm like, let's do it. Let's and do it. And I've upped my budget. Like I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of like, I want to kind of ball out for a little bit. Oh, she's a rich bitch. Well, I mean, compared to like other people, we know probably not, but like, in <laughs> bed, I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend like 1500 a month. <laughs> Okay. Wait, um, if you guys get a three bedroom, can I just be your roommate? Wouldn't that be good for your first year of marriage? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So then you would move in and then we would have like your room, me and Kyle's room. And then like our closet. Kyle would literally move out. (laughs) He would move out. I agree. We could do like a few days, but it's okay. I guess I'll let you guys live together for your first year of marriage, but I can help you find some apartments. Okay. Thanks. So I wanted you to get your license so that that way you can help me find my apartment and you can make money off of it. Yeah. Okay. I got, I know I really got to get on the license thing. Um, I'm going to, I think that's like a September thing though. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's later Courtney Post fashion week. Yeah. Post fashion week. Well, I know you didn't ask, but I'm doing really well. Okay, good. And that's that. <laughs> 
I had just like a really good restorative weekend that I spent with college friends. And I kind of wanted to tell you about it. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. So this is what I think, you know, those friends who you don't see for literal years and you don't talk to for years. And then you tell them your deepest, darkest secret in the four in the, like the first four seconds of seeing them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those are those friends that came to visit. And it just like makes me happy because there's those people in the world that you'll just tell everything to, and you know, that they'll, there's zero judgment and they'll never like hold it against you. And and they'll never bring it up like later in life for like a weird purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just realized that like, I mean, I feel very lucky that I'm surrounded by the type of friends that I do have, but there's just, it's amazing that there's those types of people in life that are just, they just want to be there for you and support you. And it was just so lovely to have them. Oh, well, that makes me happy. I know I'm feeling really nostalgic right now. And I'm feeling extra nostalgic because we have a very special guest on the podcast today. And I'm feeling nostalgic because we work together at Small Girls PR. Um, Her name is Giselle Smith. Hi, Giselle. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. So like I mentioned, I met Giselle at Small Girls. We worked on, well, she worked on clients like Betsy Johnson, Majuri, which is an amazing jewelry brand, and Olay. She's now the public relations manager at Sienna Neutrals, which, it, wait, did I say neutrals or naturals? I, I think I typed it wrong. That's okay. <laughs> I did all my research and then I typed it in wrong. Um, but it'd be very off brand if I didn't have a typo. So that's me. Um, but it's a vegan hair care line, which is founded by Issa Rae and Hannah Diop. And Issa Rae, didn't she just get married this weekend? Yes. Yeah, secrets out. Um, Issa is married. Uh, and they're all there in the South of France, like looking beautiful. And like, I'm very jealous. Those photos were epic. It's also just like, I'm obsessed with the idea of like basically keeping your fiance a secret and then all of a sudden like dropping epic wedding photos in the South of France. Like it's like very iconic. Did you know that that was happening? I did. I did know the wedding place. I did know it was happening. I felt like an insider. So when the photos dropped, I was like, I knew. TMZ, she didn't break the tea. That's how you know you have a good employee. Literally, I'd get fired (laughs) if I broke that tea, so. (laughs) Okay, well, Giselle is also the co-host of the I'm Screaming podcast, which covers all things pop culture. And I really want to start this episode um, with you giving a little bit of background on your PR career and how you got in the industry. I think a lot of people tune into this podcast because obviously I've, I've talked a lot about my PR career and how like legit chaotic it was in in the beginning. And I think like, it sounds like you kind of had maybe a bit of a smoother transition. And also you went from agency and now you're a PR manager and you're still like young as shit. And that's kind of crazy that you're already, you already had that title, which is amazing. So can you go back and, and start with college like where did you graduate from and and kind of give us like the resume okay love it um <laughs> she's so, like shit I didn't know I was gonna do this <laughs> I'm obsessed. um so I'm from Arizona that is where I born raised went to school I went to the University of Arizona um and I was like in Tucson Arizona basically like all I want to do is work in fashion and beauty like I would always wanted to do that so 
Um, how I was going to get there was a bit murky at the time, but I just like, you know, did the clubs with the fashion club, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I started off as a business major and immediately was like, hate this. Uh, so I swiftly pivoted to journalism, which I loved. I loved to write. I loved the idea that like, you know, everything I was doing was like from my own brain. I didn't have to memorize things. I'm terrible at that. So I was like, let's just try journalism. So I ended up loving it. Um, but then of course, like I didn't have an internship in that. I actually interned at Ross Dress for Less in the city. So I was a merchandising. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so I feel like I met like a lot of those people that work at Macy's and Ross and like, yeah, I know you, you did, right? Yeah. I worked at Courtney here. I worked at Macy's for three years. Yes. Okay. So like, I, I was like, great. Like I'm in New York. I like met all these amazing people, but of course I like hated, uh, buying and (laughs) merchandising. So I kind of like entered senior year of college being like, I want to be back in New York. I can't do this. I don't want to do that job. So like, what do I do? Um, which was like very like destabilizing because I was very much like, you know, honors classes, did all the things you're supposed to do to like graduate and know what you're doing. But I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so so scary. I didn't either, especially when like, I feel same way. Like I always knew the track and then suddenly you're like, fuck, like all my friends who have business degrees know exactly what they're going to do. And I'm just over here. Like what, what now? Literally. And all my friends are, like I said, like in the retail program. So like working at Macy's and Ross and then like the business majors are at Yelp and like all these places that I'm like, well, what the hell do I do? So Lo and behold, I'm like having an existential crisis and uh, I'm on internqueen.com and I see- Wait, "Ah!" that's really the title? Yeah, literally internqueen.com. I was doing anything. I was like, I don't know if I can just get an internship. Like I basically told myself, as long as I get to New York, I'll figure it out. Um, And Small Girls PR posted their fellowship, their summer paid fellowship uh, on- internqueen.com so I of course like immediately applied through like full google form like it was very much like is what I'm doing real but I did it uh and then I immediately like a couple days later got an email back from Gabby actually oh my god um a girl we work with that I know that Kelly knows and uh yeah I just like went from there and ended up getting the fellowship on May 5th like I was graduating in six days like it was very stressful so I had to find uh a place to live, figure it all out, all in that span of like three weeks. Oh my God. Um, so then I did, and I started at Small Girls. So I kind of like stumbled upon PR. I thought I was going to do more like magazine journalism. That's kind of where I envisioned myself. But I also was like, I need to make money. So not that PR makes that much money. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Especially the first few years. It's like, I was stealing toilet paper rolls from my employers. <laughs> oh, I was like, I like the $3 wine from Trader Joe's was my life. I was oh, like, yeah. For- like that was like what I lived by. That's, that's still a splurge. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, so then I started at Small Girls uh, and I worked there for three and a half years um, on all the fashion and beauty stuff on those teams. And then kind of, I was like very much not ready to like leave yet just because it was like a pandemic. I was like, I have a job, a stable job. Um, I just gotten like promoted. So I was like, okay, great. Um, but then a friend that used to work at Small Girls, actually, who now is at Rothy's, Zoe, um, she had reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you love Issa Rae. They're looking for someone to, like, announce this launch. Do you want me to, like, put you in touch with them? So she did. 
And basically the rest is history at this point. But also I, because of that opportunity, like with them, I'm able to consult. So I've also been consulting for like Beauty Counter and Huda Beauty um, and other brands. So it's, it's like, as you're saying, like now I feel what it feels like to kind of have big girl money. I'm like, wow, this is like, a step in the right. This is dope. But I think that really speaks to, we always talk, like one of my main pieces of advice for people is like, stay in touch with everybody that you've ever worked with. Like, especially if you've had a good relationship with them, like check in, it could be once, once or twice a year, just kind of check in. Like all the clients that I've gotten now are because of they're, they're from people that I used to work with. And now it's word of mouth, which is amazing, but it's so, so, so important. And like you said, I actually had a call with this same girl, Zoe, when she went to Rothy's and I was like, Hey, just kind of like, tell me about your life right now. And it's so important to just like, stay in touch with people like that. It is. It's just like also being nice. Like I think people don't actually think that take gets you places, but like being nice to people, like will always get you places. People will remember and like opportunities will happen. A yeah, thousand percent. I feel like even on the, um, our side of like content creators and bloggers working with brands, like that's one of the main things that we get told. And even my younger sister just started an internship, um, at, Golan PR. And one of the first things they were, she's had told them, you know, my sister um, and her cousin and well, my sister's cousin too. So my sister and her cousin um, used to work with Sweet Tarts, which is one of their brands. And the first thing that they had said was that they were, me and Kelly were so easy to work with. And I think that it just goes a long way, like on all accounts of any type of job or position that, you know, you have. That's so true. I also, Okay. I don't know if you got, I know you do Courtney, but do you follow, um, Danielle Bernstein or like, you know who she is, right? Okay. So the other day, I don't know if we should be talking about this, but YOLO the other day she posted on her accounts and she was like, I realized I was such a bitch when I first started in this industry. And she started posting like all this stuff on Instagram stories, but she's like, never really posted that kind of stuff before, but in this side of the industry, on the PR side, people would be like, no, I don't want to work with her because she was terrible to work with in the beginning. And, and she wasn't nice. And people remember that. And it gets out to the industry so, so quickly. And she started posting that stuff. She was like, I thought that's how I was supposed to act. I thought I was supposed to be a mean girl. Like, I thought that put me ahead and like gave me all this sort of like power and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, bro, like people remember. That. Oh, yeah. You. She's the number one person that comes, gets brought up by talent or agencies in terms of like, who they disliked working with the most. Yeah, and I'm like, that stops your own bag. Like, as a freelancer, like, I commend you both for, like, literally doing this thing full-time. Like, I have, like, a tiny, tiny taste of it, but, like, it is a hustle, and it is, like, such a business. Like, I truly claps. And it really is. Like, you have to be nice, and, like, if people don't want to work with you, how are you going to pay your bills? Like, honestly, like, it's crazy. Yeah, how am I going to pay for my new rich bitch palace? <laughs> my $1,500 palace. <laughs> my studio. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Uh, um, but I did want to ask you um, on the subject of like learning and growing, how did you kind of know that you were ready to transition from an agency life that you had at Small Girls into something that was in-house for a brand? Yeah, I think like, for me, I've always been someone who like wanted more. I always wanted to be like doing the plans and doing the strategies because I'm just like, you know, annoying and I like to be in charge, but also like, I just like, am like that. So I think like by the time I was like leaving small girls, like 
and that's also a different thing. Like when you start somewhere, like I think everyone knows this, when you start a job somewhere, like you could be growing at a even more rapid rate than like they're willing or able to even promote. So like, I had felt like I had just gotten promoted, which was amazing and incredible. But like, also I was like, but I feel like I'm already doing the things that like mm-hmm. the next level, you know, not to be like, I'm great or whatever, but like, honestly, like I have friends who are one or two levels above me and they were like, you know, you should ask for like more than that, you know? And I think like with that, I was like, and I had to per- uh, do a proposal for Sienna Naturals. So like when I, I like had to create like a full plan, launch plan, proposal, all the things. So like, I think when I went into it, I was, well, I know I was absolutely terrified. I was like, I'm 25 years old. I am about to present this whole entire thing to this brand and make them believe that I can do this by myself. Um, so it was very stressful, but I think like when I did it and I presented it to the founder and she was like, oh, okay, you get my vision, you get this. I was like, okay, like this is the right step because there's so much that I've learned just being in house uh-huh. that I wasn't able to learn at Small Girls just because it's an agency. And I felt like I had like learned so much of what it means to be in agency life because as you get, as you go above in agency life, it's just like always the same stuff, but you're like, you know what I mean? You're just like doing less of it, but then you're doing other different stuff. That's like not that fun. So um, that's kind of how I felt like I was ready because I was like, if I can do this, I feel solid and like creating all the things for these brands on this level. Like, I guess I can hopefully do it in house. Yeah. That's so, that's such a good point. And I feel like, I mean, that's just kind of the way agency life is. You, you, you get the tip of the iceberg for a lot of different things and being more in brand and working directly with client or working directly with the brand in-house, I should say, is that, oh, you're seeing how these channels are affecting everything. You're affecting the business, how they're, how the marketing, how this newsletter blast affects X, Y, and Z. So you get to see like so much more, but I feel like you brought up a good point. And I think when people ask me like, oh, what's it like leaving a full-time job where you're getting full benefits, you're getting a great salary, you have HR, you have company culture, you know, all, all this stuff. Like it was scary as fuck to leave, especially, sorry, I, I'm like dropping the F-bomb like it's nobody's business today, but I kind of like it. I'm feeling spicy. I love it. <laughs> Courtney's like, ah, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, when I left, I was like, I don't know if I can do this on my own. And you sort of brought that up. You were like, are they going to believe that I can do this? But I think it it comes to a point where you're like, oh, you just have to believe in yourself. And I think it almost, it pushed me to work so much harder because I was like, I, this is my, this is my work ethic on the line. This is like my intelligence on the line, as opposed to like, you know, hiding behind maybe an agency that makes sense it was also so like it was so hard and stressful like you work there like you know that like you make such great friends and like there's it's hard that also was literally all I knew like I stepped foot in New York like and two days later I was like hi small girls PR so like that was all I knew for three and a half years like I had met so many of my friends through there and like leaving something that was like so stable was like was really so stressful and scary because like you know you don't like it is. It's just like, how do you leave something that you've done for so long? You don't know anything else. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I want to know what's it like working directly with a celebrity? I mean, it is fun. It's also, I think it's like, it's very stressful in Uh ways, but it's also really fun. I think like I've worked with Issa number one is like amazing. She Uh, seems amazing. Yeah. I got to meet her once and like, 
fully. She was like reading my astrological chart and I was like, you're so cool. Like, <laughs> are you so cool? Um, but I think what's hard about celebrities is just like, there's thousands of red tape to get through to get to them, you know? Mm. So like, as a PR person, like I'm trying to coordinate interviews or I'm trying to get inter- like email answers from people or, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of coordination. So I think like it opens a lot of doors, but then also it's just like a lot more work to coordinate and you have to be on it. Like you can't just like forget things because like, if you forget something, then like their people are definitely not going to remember it. Like you have to be on top of people. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it has been a very different experience in a good way though, because like, as I said, like at agencies, like you're never going to talk face to face with like a celebrity. Like when I get on a meeting, like I better have my shit together. Issa Rae's on this call. <laughs> crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that she like knows my name, I'm still like. That's so awesome. It's well, crazy. I'm so proud of you. It's been really cool to see how you've like transitioned your career and taking these skills to do something that obviously like you're very passionate about. So it's been really cool to see. So congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. And then we did, um, we have a really good follower question. So I wanted to ask that. Um, okay. So life with Kate sent in a question and said, I see hype girl in Giselle's bio. What's the best way to be a hype girl? I actually love that question too. I'm also obsessed with this question. <laughs> um, I think it like it, that little phrase kind of like weirdly took on a life of itself because I originally put it because like, I'm just like obsessed with my friends and my people. And I just like comment aggressive things, just like being like, yes, bitch, like slay. I love you so much. Like you are literally looking better than anyone else in this. Like, I'm just like, that is who I am as a person and also on Instagram. So, and I like my friends would always like talk to me about that. So I originally wrote that in my bio because like, I just believe like you just got to hype not, not only yourself up, but like your people, because like the world's mean and awful. So like, we got to be nice to each other. But then now like people have turned it into like more of a PR thing. So like I've gotten like people reaching out being like, can you be our hype girl? Like it kind of has become like a, a thing, you know what I mean? So like, I think being a hype person, being a hype girl is just like putting your best foot forward for your people. And also just like constantly trying to uplift people or your brands or anything. I think that's kind of where I, where I feel. Oh my God. I love that. You've like branded yourself as a hype girl. I guess so. Honestly, I'm like obsessed with this because I do feel like it very much fits into who I am. You know, It does. I remember like you would, if somebody got a really good placement on Slack, you'd be legit the first one to be like, oh my God, with like 18,000 oh Gs. Like you are amazing. You bring it every day to work, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how is she like on Slack doing this all the time? I can like barely keep my eyes open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also fun. Like, I just feel like I know what it's like I like my love language is words of affirmation. So I very much like know how I feel when people are like, say nice things to me. So I try to like do the same for for other people. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. Okay. So we really wanted to bring you on today now that we got your background because you are a pop culture queen and I've listened to your guys's podcast quite a few times. And I feel like you always have, you just always have a hot take. Like you don't, you don't just kind of skate in the middle. And I really, really like that. I think that me and Courtney, like, I think sometimes we want to be too fair. So we're, we kind of are just like, we, we have to, I want to have better hot takes. So I feel like you can kind of teach us today how to have a really good hot take on topics that I want to know what you're feeling. My first one is the Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck situation. Yeah. What's your take? 
do you think it's a publicity stunt or do you think it's love? And have you heard the conspiracy theory that it's all for her 20 anniversary Jenny from the Block song? Um, all of the above. Well, yes, but also like okay. I have many thoughts about it. Oh, good. Um, first of all, it's just like, isn't it so funny that, you know, we're coming off of just like one celebrity who's kept their whole entire like fiance a secret and then the other one who's just like doing all this stuff. And I'm like not going to shade JLo. Like she is hot as hell. She is living her life. She is like, you know, everything. But I'm also like, and here's where I'm at with JLo. I'm like, is it these men that you choose or is it you? Like, I'm like trying to understand why why none of these relationships are seeming to work out. And I'm not shading anyone. Like she can do whatever she wants, but it does just feel a bit like you've got kids. You're like, you know, you're like an adult. Like, and, and I don't know. I, I do, I believe this benefit thing. I do think for sure they're hooking up and like they're, they're like being messy. But like, do I think it's love? Absolutely not. I... No. I'm not a JLo fan. That's probably like my one hot take. Like, I love a hot take. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not a JLo fan because I feel like she lives, I feel like she lives for the PR. For and sure. I, okay, maybe this is actually why is because one time I read her diet and <laughs> I was just like, there's no way this girl is having fun in life. No. She doesn't drink. She doesn't have sugar. She doesn't have carbs. Not that like you have to drink to have fun, but you know, I'm just like, do you, girl, do you have fun? <laughs> but her, okay, she probably doesn't. I didn't, those photos that were released from the yacht, I was shook. Shook. I couldn't believe, I couldn't stop watching that video with the caftan and she's just yeah. like, I, it, it's honestly beyond like her body and just, it, but I'm here for getting back at A-Rod because he's I agree. a douchebag. Yeah. I, I am with getting back at A-Rod. But, uh, but the thing about that, number one is like, the thing about that is like, didn't we know A-Rod was like messy already? Like, I thought that we knew that. So when she got together with him, like that was also pretty much PR because he needed to like be with someone to like rehabilitate his image. I yes. feel yes. like I do think that's about PR, but then also with these new, these new photos, like they were literally the same photo from like 2002. Like they, and then people of course were like posting about it, comparing the photos. I'm like, her, like the devil works hard, but JLo's PR team works harder. <laughs> Honestly. A thousand percent. Also, she's everywhere. She's at the everywhere. Super Bowl. She's at, she's just, she's everywhere. And she's look, at the inauguration. She's at the inauguration. I, it's, it's really incredible. And like, she's obviously talented. She's a good entertainer. Is she an amazing singer? No, <laughs> but like, you know, I, but I, I totally agree. Her PR team works hard as hell. So I'm happy that we're kind of on the same page there. Totally. I'm also like, even with the Ben Affleck stuff, I'm like, are, is she just like a center to like rehabilitate men's images? Like, I don't understand like why we keep being with people who like need their image to be better. Like A-Rod, Ben Affleck, like all these people. It's yeah. Crazy. And I, I also don't like how people are saying like, oh, I feel so bad for Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner is doing just fucking fine. Like she doesn't want to be back with Ben Affleck who cheated on her with the freaking nanny. She's doing just fine people. And they have a good relationship too. They yeah. co-parent their kids. Like she, no, Jennifer no. Gardner has moved on. I know that because one time she Instagram storied about us. 
yeah honestly also like your 13 going on 30 whole entire series was so iconic so like thank you i you are the authority she's the authority on jennifer gardner's happiness you're pretty much the same person at this point so i, know there. <laughs> I love that <laughs> That's um, okay so switching off to our next topic which is britney spears obviously we all know what's going on with that um do you follow, where are you landing on the conspiracy theories? You have Jamie Lynn Spears, and now you have all the lawyers and everything that's kind of coming out with where Britney's at right now. Yeah, I mean, number one, like free Britney for sure. Yeah. I think like, what is, what is not adding up for me in all of this, which I am like, where are we with this? Is like, we heard the testimonies. We've seen all the things. Like, do I think that her family are evil people and they're like not letting her be free for sure but I'm like is it because her family is are paying these judges or like is there something literally that we do not know like I Mm. I at this point it is getting to a level where like we have tried to get Brittany out of this conservatorship for how long this is such a public 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 legal battle in such a public legal battle can you really I mean maybe be paying people like this but like I do think like Brittany, they probably put her on stuff. Like she is like not mentally well because of a lot of like trauma she's dealt with, dealt with, with them. Yeah. But I also do think there is something that we do not know. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. I read the other day, I think it was TMZ that the lawyer was calling for Jamie to step down the father to step down from conservatorship. And he was saying, absolutely not. I'm going to have a judge have to like forcibly remove me because he has to now clean up his tracks and try and like hide potentially all of these payoffs and, you know, all of these things that could have happened, been happening behind the scenes, which is crazy. I also think like the feud with her sister on Instagram is messy as a motherfucker. And she keeps posting, that um boob picture with the little stars on her nipples and I kind of like it (laughs) I'm like no I'm like upset like I'm obsessed with Brit I I think like it's just so sad because like should she have been in this conservatorship at the beginning like probably not but like right at this point like she should not be in it but also she's like not mentally well so like we have to do something for her is I mean the conservatorship in general is like such a scary thing for so something crazy. like that like and it's also so awful that she literally put out how many albums like we were bopping a circus and she's like literally like has no free will she has her kids like I mean that boyfriend also is so sketchy to me oh you think he's sketchy I feel like he's in cahoots with the dad somehow. Really? I, do. Oh, I, I think the opposite. Really? I don't know why. I feel, I don't know. He looked me in the eyes of via Instagram and I trusted him. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, no, I, I, I want to trust him so badly, but like, I really feel like he's, the dad's paying him somehow. I do. Interesting. I feel like that man is getting paid. To be like her babysitter? I, yeah, I feel like he's getting paid to be her kid, Jamie's eyes and ears. I feel like he's getting paid to like keep Britney docile somehow. Like, I think there's like all things going on. Like, I think he's being paid to try to be like, like, I just think it's so, I think it's so messy. And I think he's being paid. Like, there's no way that like your partner you've been with, how long have they been together? Like five, like four years. Yeah. yeah. That like, there is nothing that he can do to help. Like, 
it just feels very much like he's on Instagram being like free Britney, but like also like it's too little too late. Something in Britney's drink to like keep her that way. Like I just think it's a bit messy. I think it's messy. I do. Oh my God. Sam, whatever his name is, I'm watching. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Literally, I'm watching. Something like that. But I do feel like all we can do as people who do have a bit of a platform is to keep talking about it Ooh. because I think the more we talk about hashtag free Britney, the more it stays in the press, the better. I agree. And it's also like, if we talk about free Britney, like let's try to like protect these celebrities coming up. Like I feel so bad for like the celebs of our generation, even before, like I grew up with like the Demi's and the Selena's and like, Same. I'm just like Selena Gomez. I, she is unwell. Demi is on a, they're on a whole journey that like I am supportive of obviously, but I'm also like, they need to, you know, Demi Demi lost me with the frozen yogurt debacle. Um, I was like, watch their the, documentary. I, I I I listened to so comments by celebs. I like listen to their podcast weekly, and they broke down the documentary. I didn't watch it, but I listened to the breakdown. And when I was hearing everything, I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. She's gone through so much. Like she's must have she's must she must have learned so much. And then the yogurt debacle came out a week later. And I was like, this is the hill you want to die on after that entire thing. Like this seems so crazy to me. No, it's wild. And I feel like we have to like protect, you know, the, the Billie Eilish's and the Olivia Rodrigo's and the Zendaya's of the world, because like, that's scary. Agreed. That's a I good, agree. That's a good point. Okay. So we know that you are the PR extraordinaire. So <laughs> There, I feel like I accidentally subconsciously angled all these questions, whether it's a PR stunt or not, which is perfect because it's perfect for your expertise. Okay. But there was a rumor going around that Kim and Kanye may be reconciling. Did you hear this? I did not hear this, but also isn't he with Irina or whatever? Also, wasn't he supposed to drop an album like last week? Well, so the whole listening party uh, for Donda, you know, came out and he apparently it like shattered Apple like live stream recordings or whatever. Okay. And Kim showed up at the um, listening streaming event and they were in matching red outfits. But she and didn't so- have the kids. So I kind of saw it as she was bringing all the kids there, but I don't know. That's how I, I read the situation because oh, okay. all the kids were in attendance. I, that matching outfits, that's a little strange, but Maybe yeah. I feel like where there's a Kardashian, there will be a man who will never go away. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think we're, we have not seen the end of Kimye by any way, shape or form. Like they will be together. Also like the kids, like, I feel like the one thing about the Kardashians is like, they're, they're like obsessed with their kids and also obsessed with like trying to be with the father of their kids. Mm-hmm. So like, I do think that like, Kanye they have four kids that's crazy that's a lot I also think they weirdly have obsessions with having all their kids have the same dad yes so like they they love to co-parent yeah yeah I like if Kim wanted to have other kids like I feel like she'd just like get back together with Kanye like I do feel like they're like they're they're like weirdly loyal but like in like very messy ways you know I was gonna say I could see Kim and Kanye separating for 10 years. They both kind of do their other things. They date other people, but I could see them potentially getting back together down the line. For sure. Like, yeah, especially definitely. if he gets his mental health back in check. Like, I think that's 
when a lot of it went awry, when he was running for freaking president, which is something so crazy that like, we don't talk about anymore for some yeah, we weird talk, reason. We didn't talk about it enough when it happened. Honestly. Yeah. Like what a weird situation. And he was like going around and calling Kim out on all this stuff. And I feel like that's kind of where it all went awry, but maybe if he gets his shit in check, like I could see them reconciling in the future. Definitely. I, I mean, also like, I refuse to believe that not everything that family does is for some way, shape or form, like a gain. Like for, for us to continuously be talking about one family this much for the last how many years? 10? 15 something. A million. Like it's, they have, I mean, they know how to make money. And like, yeah. of course there's going to be, I mean, I think there's going to be a whole thing, as you said, like, aren't there, their shows going to Hulu, right? Yeah. So like, we have to have 15 more years of ammunition. I know. I'm actually, so I I have like very weird, I have a weird relationship with the Kardashians. Actually, sometimes this is something I've never said out loud, but I'll say it because I trust you guys and trust you all of our podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. I have like lots of dreams about them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. What type of dreams? Like I had one two nights ago where I'm always at parties with them. And then I Instagram story um, like me and Courtney together. And, and then I show our DMS to all of our followers on our Instagram. <laughs> I love that. I'm also kind of obsessed with Courtney right now. I like, yeah. I, have, I have a personal vendetta sometimes against the Kardashians, but sometimes I'm, I'm like, live your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go back and forth with them, but what we, um, what we need to talk about now because I know we got to keep it going is Bravo. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And I've been, so I've been bad about Bravo because like I was an original like Bravo stand. Like I was an original real housewives girl. Like I saw Teresa flip the table in real time. Like I saw the epic fight. You were at the dinner. (laughs) I was literally at the dinner. Like, so I feel like with, with the housewives and with Bravo, I'm like an OG. So like the only franchise that I've kept up with is New York. No. Okay. So I feel like I'm also an OG. Like I've been watching even before I felt like my friends knew what, like they didn't even know what the network was. I also love Salt Lake. Oh yeah. 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 That's another one. Okay. So let's talk about New York then. Um, so Kelly and I have talked about this on the podcast before we're struggling. I mean, we'll always love our girls. We'll always love our Sonia. But I feel like we're struggling with the storyline this season more than ever and I'm I'm curious what your take on this season is are you enjoying it or you said you're watching it so kind of like your thoughts I fully agree with you I think like I entered the premiere feeling like we have Ebony I'm like excited for some like fresh blood she's very different than the rest of them um I'm worried about Sonia constantly truly constantly Constantly. Um, I dream about her too, maybe, getting her into rehab. Literally. Maybe this is a hot take, but I like love Luann. Uh, I think she's chaotic. And <laughs> I like- she makes fabulous television. She I think she nobody else likes her. <laughs> I know. No one likes her, but I'm always like, yes, Luann, be. Yeah. There's nobody uh, else like her. Like she, there, she's one of a kind on yeah. television. Like I've never seen a character like her before. Totally. Yeah. But I do think like, I agree. Like the, the characters, the people, they're not characters or people, but it's just like kind of running its course. No, it's kind of, it's like getting to a point where it's getting stale and like, how much can we watch Sonia spiral? And like, you know, also like, yeah, I mean like, and even like throwing like Ebony in, like she's great too, but she also is like 
she's she's not the best TV. Like she's she's you know she's great, but also she's like has kind of her head screwed on straight. So it's not as exciting as like you know people. I actually read this um, online, and I thought it was such a good point about Ebony. She's been in front of the camera for years and years and years, but it's been in this situation of like news or broadcasting, and they're like she is just having such a hard time transitioning herself in front of the camera to like not that type she I and I I I feel that because I do feel like she's very um like stoic yeah yeah yeah. like I I can see kind of the broadcaster the journalist in her like very much coming across in Roni but I think that that's not her fault it's just that that's how she's always been in front of a camera and like having to transition from a job in front of a camera to now like having to play yourself and like have drama and like get in fights like that has to be so hard for her to make that switch I also feel like you can tell that none of them are hanging out with each other outside of cameras and you can like feel you can feel that they're there because it's a job like Beverly Hills I, I can't remember who said this but like Beverly Hills they'll reference things that when they were together outside of a camera, like they were at a party or they were on a trip and they're so, so they're kind of referencing things that make you feel like, oh, they are really hanging out in real life. And it's not just for the cameras. When they all get together, you're like, oh, maybe they would be getting together. When you're watching Roni, do you think they're going to the fucking, to fucking Salem and going on these like witch, witch hunts? And it just feels like, oh, we're, we're watching them go on a field trip that they're getting paid to go on. Oh, no, 100% agree with you. When they did that, I was like, what? Yeah. Can't we just sit in a bar? But also like Leah, the people are drinking. I'm like, <sighs> I know. I need my cast members to be drinking, but not be sloppy. Totally. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I kind of tell myself that in the mirror before I go out on weekends as well, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I try to always tell myself like, okay, let's be fun, but like, let's not be crazy. And like, sometimes I get away with it. Sometimes it really just like tumbles downhill quickly tumbles we may be losing our phones you just you never know what's gonna happen (laughs) also I don't know another housewife that I franchise that I do watch is New Jersey love New Jersey love New Jersey they apparently right now have the the longest standing cast that they haven't had any turnover for like the past four seasons because their dynamic is just so good it's I mean I love it I I think like some of the drama I'm like not this like the uh, Melissa drama about like wanting to be an independent woman I'm like not this drama but you know it's like I other than that I'm like get it like I love it I do too I think it's so good when we were texting yesterday though you said that you might have some summer house tea well no the thing is I am recently a new summer house uh convert Uh, my best friends are Meg especially is like obsessed with summer house and I got introduced to summer house by way of Loverboy. have you guys tried Loverboy? oh yeah oh yeah um quite a bit what? Quite a bit. Do you like it? What are your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you have, you've tried like every freaking flavor. Yeah. We, so we work with them. Okay. 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 Um, so I, I actually, I love the iced teas or wait, which one do I, I like the iced teas. One of the seltzers I don't really like it is kind of like thick, but the iced teas I could, I could drink on a beach. Definitely. Totally. Um, so I mean, I don't know if I have tea. All I know is like, I, I just have recently started watching it and I also have spotted Carl. Yeah. In like, the wild? Delivering, yeah, at Long Beach. My friend Meg lives in Long Beach and he is uh, fully like doing the job, like delivering all the lover boys, going to the grocery stores, like doing all the things. 
I mean, the gag about Summer House for me is like, it is, it is a brand of reality television show that I crave deeply, but I have to just like sit down and binge a season. Like I can't watch it week to week. Good to, yeah. I, I, I also agree because I do think it's one of those shows where Vanderpump Rules lost us because they weren't actually doing this job, but all of these people are truly working. Like we, we see them out like working and like delivering, yeah. you know, they're, they're, it's a very truthful story. And yes, they're reality TV stars, but they also do have jobs it, given. Yeah. Maybe Loverboy was very much helped by the TV show. Oh yeah. They're, they haven't like given up that day-to-day -day job and like they're still very much involved with the business, which like makes the storyline like much more enjoyable for us to watch because we know we're not, they're not lying about it. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys go out somewhere else? I feel like you guys Hell yes. Yes! Why did we make that happen? I feel like some type of show like that might be in our future. Yeah, yeah and I'm 30 and, and girls who are 30 should still be doing stuff like that. hundred <laughs> percent. We're fun. You gotta be fun. I'm obsessed. Maybe that's in our future. We should all do it together. I would love that, honestly. I mean, I'd probably be like, so I would I would maybe be bad at it because I feel like I'd be self-conscious, as you said, about how I appear on TV. But you just gotta let it go. We gotta you let, let it go. Have your family members in advance and just live life. No, I'd be like, mom, don't, my, my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm like, don't listen to it because I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> ever. literally, me to my parents. I'm like, love you, but like, don't. <laughs> Just don't. Okay. So we want to play to wrap things up a rapid fire game where you have to answer these questions. Are oh, you ready? I'm excited. Okay. Who is your celebrity crush? David Diggs. The what? David Diggs. I have oh. David Diggs, Adam Driver, Daniel Kalia, Chris Evans. Sorry. I have a lot. Adam Driver. I love him. I know it's, it's, I love him. So, okay, this isn't going to be rapid fire because I have to say this really quick. My friends say there's a difference between hot, ugly, and then ugly, hot. Yes. We talk, and, I talk about this with Meg all the time. And Adam Driver is ugly, hot. Yes. And so is like Pete Davidson is ugly, hot. Yes. So there we go. There we go. So that is, I don't know what it is about Adam Driver, but he is, he is on my list of four that I just gave you. Wow. So interesting. Okay, so next up we have Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox or Kravis. So I'm only answering this question by way of the women and it's Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox because I'm having a Megan Fox renaissance and on our podcast, we basically like decided that we will only love, support and uh, uplift Megan Fox. Love okay. that, because of the Us Weekly article? Because I just think people were so mean to her back in the day. <laughs> so mean. And she's also so hot and like living, like I'm obsessed with her. She's like stupid hot. Yeah. I'm like, I think like, this is the thing. It's like when we were, I feel like people try to like tell us we can't like people like Megan Fox or like women can't like her, but I'm like, no, like we should, as women, like be the one standing Megan Fox. Like she's so iconic. So iconic. And also the girl doesn't age. No, could never. She, she's she like just like looks age. hotter than she does 10 years ago. It's, it's truly amazing. Yeah. Okay. Dream podcast guest. Z-Way. Oh, that's a good one. So this podcast that I always listen to, sorry, Court, is, um, what's it called? Bitches? Is that what it is? A bitch sesh. Oh my God. I can't believe I totally just had a brain fart. They always have Z-Way on and she is the best podcast guest. She's so funny. She's so funny. I and I love her. I need to watch her show that just came out. Okay. Song of the summer. Kiss me more. Doja Cat. SZA. 
Definitely. You can't escape it. It's such a good song. It's it's everywhere. I feel like it's always at the top of our little music thing. So I always put it on my Instagram stories. (laughs) It's like I'm also loving Lord's new song, Solar Power. I like am like loving that. Oh my god, I haven't heard it yet. It's it's like very vibey. And I'm like, I wasn't a Lord's fan, but I'm like becoming. I've always loved her. And obviously like Olivia Rodrigo, I mean, you can't, oh. you can't go wrong with that. Me and my girlfriends put her on at three in the morning on Saturday and danced on my couch for about two hours. And it was a vibe. <laughs> it's iconic. Like when the album came out, I was like, yep, this is going to be the summer energy. It's like, so good. Oh my gosh. Well, that was so much fun. Do you have any other hot takes for us? Any other celebrity news that you've been following? I mean, anything that you want to leave our audience with? Oh, I mean, not, I mean, do you, do you listen to, have you seen the new Normani song? Have you seen all of that stuff? No, tell me. I mean, this is just a question for your, your followers, your listeners. Uh, I, we've been having many conversations about the, the fifth harmony drama of it all, you know? Okay. Uh, and how, you know, Camilla was the kind of the lead, the main girl of that whole entire crew. Right. And one thing Megan and I always talk about on the podcast is like, why have, has Camilla put out two albums? But the rest of the four girls put out nothing in the span mm-hmm. of three or four years. So I asked your followers if they want to let me know their hot takes. Do you think that they're in contractual obligations to not be able to put out music? Or do you think they're lazy? I would love for the people to know. I'd love oh, to know. That's such an interesting I question. That they, yeah, I mean, this is just what I'm talking about. The tea. I think personally they all signed contracts uh, when they got off X Factor that they would all like, Camilla would be the star and they'd all put out music like when Fifth Harmony was done, but Camilla left Fifth Harmony early. So, and also this is because Normani put out Motivation two years ago and was like, album coming and nothing for two years. Originally, I thought she uh, was in a fight with a record label, but now my new theory is this contract thing. Oh, that's so interesting. Didn't also Kris Jenner like manage them for a hot second? Did she? Yeah. This like is, This is two years going to me on the, um, one of the seasons, she was like, I'm managing this new girl group called Fifth Harmony. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. But yeah, if anyone listens to, likes Fifth Harmony or is interested in this whole entire thing, listen to our podcast because we talk about it, but also DM me because I'd love to know everyone's hot takes on this. Okay, that's so interesting. So t- uh, tell everybody where they can find you. What are your handles? What's your podcast? Give us a little info. Well, you can find me personally at Instagram at Giselle underscore Milan. Um, and you can follow our podcast at I'm screaming at I'm screaming pod on Instagram as well. We drop episodes every Tuesday. We talk about pop culture and life. Um, all the things that's where you can find me. Oh my God. Well, this was so much fun. Thanks so much for coming on. I feel like we just had a nice little catch up sesh. It was so fun. Thank you both for having me. I like, I needed this. You'll have to come on again whenever there's something huge in pop culture. We love pop culture, but I feel like you know everything about it. So you'll have to come on again. You guys need to come on. I'm screaming. Uh, We we both start screaming. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you everybody so much. And we will see you next week. And we love you guys.